Welcome to the podcast, A Moon in the Dark, with Ellen Blake. We're so glad you're with us today. We have had so much fun hearing your responses to this podcast. So if you like it, just continue to share, to rate and review it so people can find us. But I also want you to be a part of where we go next. So contact us at the website, amoonandthedark.com, and let us know what types of things you would like us to cover in our next season. If you want to be a sponsor, contact us there. And also, for you not to miss what's next, subscribe to the blog and you'll get email updates on the podcast. And in addition, you can follow us on Instagram at amoonandthedark. Ashley Martin and her team at Rustic Lantern love to help make your house a home. Go find her at rusticlanternco.com. Well, when we last left our story, baby Jesus was placed in a feeding trough for the animals. Mary and Joseph may be enjoying a quiet moment of rest, but what will happen next? Pull up a chair and join the conversation to see what clues we will be able to unpack about who this child is. Here we are again with my husband, Otis, and my three sons, Daniel, John, and David. We are glad you've joined us today, and we're going to pick up. Baby Jesus is, has been laid in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And we're going to pick up in Luke 2, starting in verse 8. And John is going to read for us. Here we go. In the same region... There were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. And so the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army of angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels had departed from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem, then, and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen him, they made known the statement statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed about the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. This is, this is a glorious moment. This is totally shocking. <laughs> Give us uh, some background about this. What do we see happening here? Well, so for one, um, the shepherds um, in this day were, I mean, they were the lowest of the low. They, I mean, in the, in the social standings, they were just right above the lepers, which were just the complete outcasts and shunned. The, the shepherds, they were smelly, um, they were stinky, they were poor, they spent all of their days in a field with a bunch of animals watching them. Um, they were the last to be thought of, they were the last to be recognized, the last to be paid, the last to be um, loved on, um, and, and no one really respected them at all. 
Um, so it's crazy how when God is revealing that his son is on earth, he says it to the shepherds first. He doesn't go to the palace. He doesn't go to the influencers. He doesn't go to the most important people the, of, of our culture. He, he goes to the shepherds, which is just so cool to me. Why do you think that is? Well, later um, when Jesus is in his, doing his ministry, um, he says that a doctor did not come to heal the healthy but the sick, and I did not come for the righteous but for the weak. Um, it's crazy how, I mean, just everything in, in God's world is different and backwards for us. Um, and how, I mean, he, he, he wants that the lowest, um, he wants the, the shepherds of the world to be in his kingdom. Mm. Mm. It's like the backwards economy of Jesus when he always says the the last will be first and the first will be last. And um, these are the last people that, are, that normally hear any news. And God says, hey, I'm going to bring it to them first. I love that, Dave. And then help them go tell the news. So these shepherds are sitting in the fields, right? They're doing what they normally do and sitting there the night watch, uh, watching the sheep. And then this angel appears out of nowhere and tells them, hey, I'm bringing you some good news. And it's saying basically right here, right now, that the Messiah is here and he's nearby. Hmm. I feel like also, like whenever the shepherds do get news, if they ever get news, it's going to be bad news. Like, um... So they're getting good news, and they're the first ones to get the good news. I and mean, this is the best news, but and it's just, I love that. So we had an angel sitting there. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, don't be afraid. And then it's not just one angel, but a ton. It's interesting to note that this is the third encounter with an angel that we've heard in the Christmas story. And so Mary was told, do not be afraid. In the dream, Joseph was to- told, do not be afraid. Clearly, these are fearful beings when they show up. And we're not talking singing in the choir and dressed in white. We're talking, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, so I'm not sure if you caught it, but what stands out to me is the word army. So uh, here appears next to this angel, the heavenly army of angels. And I mean, so like the, the, the picture that, I mean, I had in my mind before reading this was just like the, the weak little baby angels, like, you know, with trumpets singing um, some song to the shepherds. This is an army. Just, I mean... Do not be afraid is an understatement. I'm picturing this scene in the Lord of the Rings movie, The Return of the King, in which the riders of Rohan are assembled and there's this huge, intimidating horde of evil in front of them. And the king rallies them, not with singing, but with his war cry. And they all hit swords together. And and it's this encouragement that is needed for the moment. And is uh, just wild. And the thing that they're proclaiming is, hey, the, the head and the leader and ruler of this whole army, yeah, he's this kid that just was born, and he's over there in, uh, in a manger. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Contrary uh, to what anyone would expect. Yeah. So what's the message that these angels are, are here to tell? Yeah, I love this message. He says, uh, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And just thinking about that, uh, Good news, great joy for all people. Um, when I look at this, the word good news here, um, in, in the Greek, it's the word uh, euangelizo, um, which when you see the rest of the New Testament, whenever that word is used, it's used when someone is proclaiming 
the gospel of, of Christ. When they, whenever, whenever someone shares the full gospel, uh, similar to the word euangelion, which is the gospel, is the verb form of that, of proclaiming the, the good news. And when we see, well, we see, what is this good news? Well, it's today in the town of David, a savior has been born who is Christ or the Messiah, who's the Lord. Um, and that really encompasses what the gospel is, that we have a savior that has been born to us that is the Messiah and he is the Lord. You know, those three words together, this is the only time in the Gospels that all three words are together, Savior, Messiah, and Lord. Hmm. So, Daniel, just like you were talking about the Gospel and how this angel is bringing good news to the shepherds, um, this is a metaphor for how um, the same, there's there's also the same Gospel and good news for us today. It's It's like the Messiah is nearby and you are invited to go and see him, and he is very approachable. Mm. He is just over the hill for the shepherds. In the same way, he is he is very close for us. And just as he is in a manger and a baby for the shepherds, like to just walk up and see him, that is the same for us even now. That like he he is waiting for you, waiting for us to come to him. And yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's ready. That good news is not just for the shepherds when he says, "Hey, this is going to be for all the people," um, and just how approachable he is for them. For all the people, too, mm-hmm. he's just inviting everyone to come see him, for him to be yes. their Lord and Savior. Mm. As you talk about good news, I'm just reminded of the deep symbolism. These were clearly good shepherds because they were entrusted with shepherding the flock that would be ultimately used in Jerusalem for at the synagogue for the sacrifice. And so they would be entrusted with raising mm. perfect, spotless sacrifice. So the good shepherd... The Good Shepherd was uh, announced by the angel to these really good shepherds mm. as, as their savior. Of a story that uh, I know Louis Giglio touched on, and I've read that it's a theory that these shepherds would have would have known to go to this certain place called Migdal Eater, that the lambs, the perfect spotless lambs, would be raised and cared for for the specific sacrifices that they needed, especially for Passover, they needed a spotless lamb, which is just such a beautiful picture that possibly the lamb of God, which John the Baptist pointed to, who takes away the sin of the world, would be in the lambing, where they have the lambing places with the shepherds, specifically for the sacrifice that he would provide. Like John was saying in the last episode, the Jewish people had these things in their head, these these sacrificial rituals and the specific lambs that were sacrificed for sins. And now Jesus is coming as a lamb. Possibly amongst the other lambs who were being prepared for sacrifice, he's born right there with them as the lamb of God, who's going to be the sacrifice for us to take on our sin, just like those lambs were the sacrifices to take the sin of the people. Um, it, it would be just like God for all that symbolism to be there and for you know, possibly no one to get that symbolism mm. <laughs> until later. But it, that would be like God, that beauty. You know, like we said last time, this baby is the bread of life who is lying in a feeding trough to feed us. Mm. There's just so much. What a confirmation that he is a God of detail to plan all of that and tie it together in a bow. Mm. To talk about symbolism, I, I do not think it's a coincidence um, that one of Jesus' favorite analogies is is himself as the good shepherd and the lamb of God. And here he's born as a lamb in a manger, and the first people to know are the are the are the shepherds. I, that's just a cool analogy there. Mm-hmm. Wow, 
So the next thing in the story is the shepherds. They go to see this manger. I mean, and then they they go and share the news with the people around them. Yeah, and then says something about Mary. Yeah, Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I think the word pondered there is described as putting puzzle pieces together. So all of the things she's been told and she's seen and heard and all these events are folding together for her and she's going to treasure them in her heart. And I, I want to I want to do that. I want to treasure what God has done and not forget all the times where God has shown his hand and shown himself faithful so that the next time some crazy happens that I don't get off kilter and don't remember that God is always up to something. That's such a good reminder for us as an example. It also seems like the only way that Luke could have got that detail, it almost seems like he's sitting across the table from Mary interviewing her and she's telling him this story and then says, and yeah, then I, I, I sat there and treasured and pondered all these things in her heart. This Dr. Luke going and investigating, interviewing these people. It seems like this story is almost coming right from Mary. I love that thought. And certainly I think Mary did live a while and I think she lived in Ephesus. So she would have been somewhere where Luke could have easily found her and gotten to know her and interviewed her in his in his interviewing process of the eyewitnesses. Well, so cool to think about. Yeah. Is there anything in here that personally challenges you, encourages you as we see all that's happening here? Yes. The, the faith and boldness of the shepherds, they believe what the angels have to say and then they go and act on it. And then from that, they go and share with everyone that they know mm. in the town nearby. And, mm-hmm. and as David was saying, their position is not necessarily favorable among those people. But this news is so good that they want them to know as well. That took some boldness. Yeah. So and just as they heard from an angel army, which was a great attention getter for them to go and speak, we have the benefit of the entirety of the Old Testament and New Testament and all the more uh, tied together truth and good news that is so worth sharing. Yeah. You know, like this Christmas, are we going to be gathered around in you know our living rooms and it'd be this something that we share just amongst ourselves? And are we going to be shepherds who just go right back to the their flocks and keep this news themselves? Are we going to go out and share this, bring other people into this hope that we have of this Lamb of God who's entered the world, who has made a way for our sins to be on him, to have a relationship with God, all of that, this savior that's come that has been announced. I love the two things that the angels then say when they praise God. They say, glory to God in the highest. And then they say, on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. And it seemed like they've had these two things in mind. One, God's glory. And two, peace for us on earth for those that God favors. And if they have those two things in mind, I think God has those two things in mind since they were sent right from him. And to me, it's like, man, I want to live in that peace that God wants for me. Um, but who, who does God have favor on? How do I know if, if I'm the one who, whom, on whom God's favor rests? And I think, man, if God's favor rests on anyone, it's on his children. And man, how can we become a child of God? I think as we see in the Gospel of John, one of the first things that he says about Jesus, to all who revere him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And that through Jesus, he is inviting all of us into the family of God to become children of God, to have the favor that God has on us. And we can step into that peace and know 
If I've put my faith and trust in Jesus, who's who's come, then he himself is my peace. I can rest in that and can rest in the fact that God's favor is on me. Mm-hmm. So he's approachable. He's a perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God, the bread of life, and he's our peace. So as we close, I just want to challenge us to think, when God comes to us, will we go? And when we go, will we tell others? Mm. Will we be bold mm-hmm. like the shepherds? Even if we think we're, no one's going to listen to us, if we think, man, I don't have any status. Who am I going to go tell anyone? Just remember, the shepherds, the lowest of the low, they spread the word. Mm-hmm. And also that Jesus is, is just over to the hilltop waiting and waiting for you to come and, and see him. And he's inviting us into the adventure that he already has planned. Good words, guys. Thank you again. And thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Come on. Yeah, thank you. Love it. For the latest in hats and boots and all kinds of accessories, don't forget rusticlanternco.com. Also get her app, follow her on Instagram and Facebook, and just have fun seeing what is new and what is fun. Today we were reminded of how much symbolism is in the Christmas story. The meaning, the pictures that are given to us, that the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world is born right there with the lambs in Bethlehem. He is available, He is approachable, He's there for all of us. I don't know what you're going through today, but He promises that He Himself is our peace. And I leave you with peace for your day and peace for your night.